Good morning, Lake Church. Well, I'm excited for this time of manifestation that we're going to be having. Of course, we'll have this morning and then tonight at 6 p.m. Supernatural, powerful breakthrough by the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. And so I'd like to welcome our special guests for these meetings. Thomas Buckley, come on up here, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. Buenos dias. No pasó aquí? Si pasó aquí? Here? Today? We're having pasó today? Are you having menudo? Because it's Sunday. Who's making the pasole? You are making your pasole? Is it your recipe or your abuelitas? It's hers? Awesome. All you white people, I'm speaking Spanish. So just calm down. I'm not speaking in tongues yet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. If you're offended already, hold on. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not even Hispanic. I am half Asian, so... Uh, orale! <laughs> but uh, I am the tallest Filipino that you'll ever meet, so... Amen. Hallelujah. I found out that I have a cousin here that I didn't know until today. Where is he? Where's the guitar player, the electric guitar player? He's in the bathroom. He deserves it. That's fine. He was working hard today. He, he's part Filipino. It's not a very big island. We're probably all cousins. Think about it. <laughs> no, but most people will just walk up to me and start seeking, speaking Spanish to me. And I've had abuelitas come up to me and speak Spanish to me after services. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't know what you're, what you're saying. They're like, you need to learn your language. And I'm like, I'm Filipino. I'm Asian. So... <laughs> But Filipinos are the Mexicans of the Asian community. Either you're laughing because you know, or you're laughing because you're white and you're uneasy right now. But it's true. Spain had a colony in the Philippines, and so a lot of our language is the same. And, and a lot of the architecture in the Philippines is Spanish. And so uh, when, when I, in a lot of the family structures and the weird food. So you eat at Taco Bell, you don't understand weird food yet. <laughs> I went to this church, uh, I went to this church in Arkansas that was next to the Tyson chicken plant. And uh, they... Uh, it was like a hub for Hispanic people to come and work, right? And the, after the service, pastor was like, we're going to take you to a really good restaurant. And I was in his car, and we passed a Taco Mayo, and not Mexican. And, and I, it was closed. And I was like, wow, that's, wow, it's not even a big town that they had a Taco Mayo, but it closed. And then we passed a Taco Bell, and that was closed. And so I spoke up, and I was like, pastor, how, how are you not surviving on a Taco Bell? He said, that we, of all the Hispanics here, uh, they ran out Taco Bell and Taco Mayo because it wasn't true Mexican food. 
And he took me to this little hole in the wall. Amen. He took me to this little hole in the wall. There was like six tables. They were all sticky. It was great. The whole family was working the restaurant. Like grandma was back there making tortillas. Hola. <laughs> it was am- it, the best Mexican food ever. Did they have street tacos? No. <laughs> I'm confusing you all. That's not even my message. <laughs> I'm just upset because there's no pasole today. <laughs> uh, if I show up unexpectedly tomorrow, next week, then just, no, I'm, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the pasole. <laughs> First Kings chapter 20, verse 1. First Kings chapter 20, verse 1. How, how many of you in this place have not been in service with me before? Raise your hand. This is your first time to be in service with me. It's your first time to be in service with me. I'd like to apologize for what's about to happen for the next hour and a half. If you're a visitor, please come back and listen to your pastor next week. <laughs> it's going to be a lot better. Um, I'm in an hour and a half. I was going really conservatively on that. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Calm down. First Kings chapter 20, I do believe I have a word for this house today. I said I do believe I have a word for this house today. Amen. Okay, just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page. So I need to also see that you have your notebooks out, either in a digital form or a paper form, because note takers are history makers. Line one, write that. Note takers are history makers. Write that down. Every substantial person who has ever made a significant impact on this world has been a note taker. You don't think, I, you, you think I'm lying? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John were the notes of the four disciples that wrote them. And it has changed our world. Note takers are history makers. I need you to take notes today. Amen. If it's important to you, you will write it down. Amen. First Kings chapter 20, verse 1. We're going to read a very weird and obscure story, but follow me because I believe this is for you. And watch, if you listen to what Pastor said while he was... I don't even have to preach. Do you understand that? He did an amazing job just in the transition. Your transitions here are anointed. (laughs) He was just transitioning service, and I was like, yes, but there's my whole message. (laughs) But just to let you know, we haven't talked about this. I I knew the title of today. No pressure. I knew the title of today, Times of Manifestation. No pressure on me at all. Uh, thank God that it's all him. <laughs> but I, I, I knew that, but I have no idea. He didn't send me a list of people to watch out for. Like, I have no idea that you're a troublemaker. He did not tell me that at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe. So, um, <laughs> we purposely didn't talk about this because I know how he is and he knows how I am. I want, I want you, we want you to know that this is of God. So please make sure that you understand what he just said to lead into this part. First Kings chapter 20, verse one. I, I have 36 minutes. That's amazing. We're going to get through my intro today. Now, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 kings and their horses and chariots. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this amazing church. 
This is a city on a hill. This is a light that cannot be put out. This place is holy ground. This, this real estate is blessed and anointed. God, as, as people drive across the highway, as people uh, 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 just in the four corners of this area, they feel you're anointed just because of this church. Not, not even because they came to church. They're just going to drive by and feel the anointing. Father, I thank you for this place, and I thank you for the pastors that are willing to be open and, and honest honest with, I have no control over this, whatever you want to do, God. Thank you, God, for their hearts. Thank you, God, for the staff of this place. Thank you, God, for the people of this place. Let them be blessed in your name. Everybody said, amen. 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 Now, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, his entire army. You with me? And then he was accompanied by 32 other kings and all of their armies. That's a lot of people. And then they besieged Samaria and attacked it. Number one, the enemy brings all he's got to get all you got. Number one, the enemy brings all he's got to get all you got. I don't see enough people writing down. I'm, gonna come, I'm mobile. I will come all up in your Kool-Aid. The enemy brings all he's got to get all you've got. Now, here's, here's the cool thing. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the end of the story right up front. Is that okay? Spoilers. This is, this is the fault of the enemy. He shows all his cards up front. Whereas God is so amazing that he can't even hide enough for you not to see. It's, he's just so entwined with stuff that are blessings upon 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 blessings. It's not that he's hiding it from you. There's just too much to show you at one time. <laughs> but the enemy comes and says, I've brought everybody and I'm going to take everything you've got. Now, our immediate response is to be scared. Amen? I, I got a certified letter in the mail yesterday. So I was out to dinner, and uh, I have a ring, uh, a ring camera thing, right? And uh, I got a notification on my phone that somebody was at the door, and I'm like, everybody that I know is here at dinner with me. <laughs> so I looked it up, and I saw that, uh, that there was a mailman at my door, and he had a note in his hand, and... I haven't even done anything wrong that I know of, but I saw a certified letter in his hand and I'm like, what did I do? All you young people have no idea in any reference of this, but look to a grown person and they're going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, amen, amen, amen. I don't even know what the certified letter is and the rest of my dinner is, is completely like worthless. Cause I'm like, is somebody trying to sue me? And then my wife is like, does anybody need to see you? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) It's like if you're doing the speed limit, but a policeman pulls in behind you, you go, oh my gosh. (laughs) You're not doing anything wrong, maybe, but (laughs) you've never done this. Young people. <laughs> but see, that's the way the enemy is. The enemy just shows up and automatically, it doesn't matter if we're doing anything wrong, we're like, oh. 
this dude brought all his armies and 32 other kings and their armies, surrounded the city. Besieged means to completely take over and surround in order to attack. Nobody besieges something in order to wait. Nobody besieges something in order to scare. Are you scared? Yes. Okay. See you later. (laughs) Just wanted to scare you. No. They besieged it in order to attack it. You with me? The enemy brings all he's got to get all you've got. See, the enemy is about territory. The enemy is all about territory. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, and the heavens and places. Listen to me. A principality is a state ruled by a prince. (laughs) I'm about to say something that you need to write down. If you don't rule your state, someone else will. Uh, I don't have a state. Yes, you do. You have your own kingdom. Amen? Most of your kingdom should be sitting with you right now. Amen? That's your kingdom. If you do not rule them, somebody else will. I hope you're being quiet because you're thinking or you're writing down. If we don't teach our kids, somebody else will. If we don't teach them their identity, somebody else will. If we don't talk about race, somebody else will. (gasps) If we don't talk about revival, somebody else will. Can I just say one thing about the revival in Kentucky? I just want to say, can I say, can I make somebody mad right now? Is that okay? It amazes me. I I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to talk about Kentucky. I'm going to talk about the people talking about Kentucky. Is that okay? It amazes me that the people that have something to say, this isn't happening at their place. Okay, shh, 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 shh. Are we recording this? Cut that. Rewind it. If you don't rule your state, somebody else will. The people that walk up to my door at Buckley Castle, my last name is Buckley, because I'm Filipino, but I'm also Irish. <laughs> so the, the height is the Irish part. <laughs> so I call, I call on all my devices, it says Buckley Castle on there. So uh, that's, that's the Irish side. <laughs> and uh, if somebody walks up to Buckley Castle and rings the doorbell, there's, there's a barrier there. There's a understood barrier, and there's a physical barrier. There's my door. But there's also an understood barrier. Don't come in. This isn't your house. Because at the point that you come in without me inviting you in, it doesn't matter the relationship that we once had. This is the place where I rule. This is the place where I'm king. And I'm half Asian. I'm under contract to no martial arts. (laughs) I wish that wasn't true, but it's true. So if I have to defend myself, I'm going to defend myself because I'm king of this castle. Amen? You just walk in. I don't understand the people on TV that just walk into each other's people's houses. 
I'm like, I almost killed you. <laughs> well, I knew you were home. The cars were in the driveway. I don't care. Mom, I, I almost killed you. First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Be alert and of sober mind. The devil walks around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He, ro- he walks around like a roaring lion. He walks around like a roaring lion. Like, uh, uh, not a roaring lion. So when he walks, he's not, he is not the policeman that pulled him from behind you on the highway. And you're like, oh my gosh. It's like you got scared because a rent-a-cop like pulled in behind you. It's mall security. If you're a mall security guard, I love you. I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for making Dillard's a safe place. Because <laughs> the rampant crime at Dillard's, you know, I don't know. But does that make sense? <laughs> That mall security guard has no authority over you. At least the policeman has authority over you. The, the mall security guard doesn't have authority over you. Like, oh my God. That's what gives him power. Is because you're scared. Did he make you scared? No. You got scared all by yourself. The enemy walks around like a roaring lion. We're like, oh gosh. We come to the altar. Oh Lord, please God, get him off of my back. Why would you need to ask somebody else to get the enemy off your back? You are the king of your own castle. Get him off your back. Brother, help me. I just, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the enemy's all over me. You don't need nobody's help. That gives the enemy power. We just sang this today. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. That doesn't have a double entendre. We're not talking about two different people. We're only talking about God. Do you believe that? Somebody shake their head and pretend, please. (laughs) He walks around like a healer, like a deliverer, like a miracle worker. Luckily, we know, we know the real thing. Okay, I, I got too much to cover. I got too much to cover. The devil is all about territory. First Kings, we're back to verse Kings 20. He sent messengers into the city. We're in verse 2. He sent messengers into the city to Ahab, the king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad says. Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. I'm going to get back to that second part, because that's hilarious to me. Your silver and gold are mine. Just the pretty ones, though. Don't give me the ugly wives. <laughs> If, you're, if your boo has the lazy eye, keep her. That's what it says. <laughs> I wish you would read the Bible like I read the Bible. This is what Ben-Hadad says. Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. John 10.10 10 says this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more into the full. The enemy wants to steal everything. The enemy wants to take your money because he wants your heart. Oh, you missed that. You missed that. The enemy wants your money 
Because he wants your heart. <laughs> Not a, thank you for the three amens over here, but everybody else was quiet. Do you pay for cable? Yes. Do you pay for Netflix? Yes. Do you pay for your phone? Yes. Monthly? Yes. Do you pay for a gym membership that you don't go to? Yes. Do you pay monthly dues into your HOA? Yes. Do you pay for your child's uh, school fees? Yes. Do you pay for uh, uh, uniforms every month? Yes. Do you pay into your your daughter's cheer thing every month? Yes. But when pastor asks about ties, how dare you talk to me about my money? I worked hard for that at the job that God gave you. So what you're telling me is that your, work, you, 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 your heart is okay with paying tithes to everybody else. <laughs> that door goes right out to my truck, right? That, the back door? <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I have a way of escape. <laughs> money's, a, money, money's a fickle thing. Because the opposite is true, too. We can come in here and throw money into the, into the bucket every week and think that we have some kind of control here. I pay tithes here, Pastor. I helped you get these chairs. <laughs> I didn't. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Pastor, I just wanted to have this meeting with you today uh, because we don't feel like we're being appreciated here and we're going to take our tithe somewhere else. Amen. Take the spirit with you too. Don't leave that spirit here. Take it. Take it. (laughs) He did not ask me to say this. This may be the last time you ever see me. So just enjoy it while it's happening. You cannot throw $20 in the bucket and expect God to perform for you. You cannot throw $20 in the bucket and expect him to perform for you. That's the definition of prostitution. <laughs> For some of you, I just realized you had brown eyes because your eyes were like, you just popped them open just now. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> See, in Haggai 2.8, it says the silver is mine and the gold is mine declares the Lord Almighty. The silver's mine, the gold's mine, the paper's mine, the platinum is mine, everything is mine, the gold standard is mine, the, the world economy is mine. Stop trying to figure this out and do the math. It's mine. But what happens if China c- calls all its debts back in and we don't have any money? It's, it's his. It's God's. Oh, the certified letter got home and I went into my mailbox and I do have a certified letter from the IRS. The young people have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Look at a, look at a grown person and they're just shaking right now for no reason. It's not even their certified letter and they're scared for me. 
I paid my taxes. They have my check. It was not applied to my account. For some reason, my account's there and the check is there, but it has not been applied. And so they keep on sending me these letters saying that you have not paid. And I'm like, yes, I have. You, you haven't applied it. You have not applied that. But I still got the certified letter and I'm not going to worry about it. Why? Because the money's there and the money's his. It doesn't matter what kind of certified letter I get. It doesn't have any effect on me. It's not going to make me scared. Why? Because I did what I was told to do, and it's his money. Somebody get excited. So the next time that you accuse God of prostitution, (laughs) or let me say this, the next time you prostitute God out, God did not call you to be a pimp. How are you going to suggest to your coworkers that God will do something for them when you don't believe he'll do something for you? That's pimping God out. You believe first. You believe first. Stop pimping God out. Stop treating him like a prostitute and actually have a relationship with him. If I slapped $20 on a dresser at home, my wife would divorce me. I said something grown right there. Did you you catch that? Because I have an intimacy there that goes beyond the $20. Does that make sense? I I, I have a marriage with her. I have a relationship with her. So why should I not treat God in a better way? Uh, Matthew chapter 6 verse 20 says, But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy it, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. If the enemy can get your finances, he has your heart. Let's, let's mess up the enemy completely and take your heart out of the money equation and put it where it belongs. Put your heart where it belongs. Amen? At, with the king of kings and the lord of lords. So when the enemy takes your money, you're like, I, I don't care. God saved me last time, he'll save me this time. We're going somewhere, we're going somewhere. See, the devil's also after your marriage. It says, I'm, I, the, King Hadad said this, I, I, your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children. I love that. The best of your wives and children. The devil wants your marriage because he knows there's power in its unity. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 says, For the reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Amen? You look, I, I'm a big nerd. I'm just going to let you know that, right? My wife does most of this, but inside is a big nerd. Okay? I love watching all the Marvel movies. You with me? Okay. The biggest thing that I get excited with is when they team up together and do the hero shot. You, you know what I'm talking about? In the first Avengers, it was on the bridge. And Captain America had his shield, and Thor sucked his hammer back, and the Hulk ran up, and Iron Man dropped in, and they did this little 360 shot. It was called the hero shot. You know what I'm talking about? You, some of you nerds know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And you just got happy just now. You felt the anointing. <laughs> it's called the hero shot for a reason, because something is about to go down. In, a, in Endgame, when the portal started opening up, and all the he, past heroes that had died or had, had been blipped away started coming out of those portals, and, and, and Captain America said, Avengers, 
a symbol. <laughs> Something's about to go down. Why? Because they're all there in unity. Not only did you tick me off, but you ticked all my friends off. I wish, I wish the enemy would be scared to come to our church, but he's at home here. <laughs> the, the, the enemy can't come here. We, we pled the blood. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Have you ever sat in a service and, and just didn't feel the worship when everybody else was crying and stuff like that? And, and you were thinking about what you were going to eat afterwards and you were so distracted and, and you left more depressed than, than when you came in. And you didn't feel like you didn't want to be here, but you didn't want anybody to Facebook you afterwards or, or, or TikTok you or whatever and say, where were you? You didn't want to explain it, so you just came anyway because you didn't want to have to go through the explanation that you're depressed and you don't want to be here. And you don't think the enemy sits right next to you at church and holds your hand and says, it's going to be okay. Nobody cares about you anyway. I'm here for you. Did you notice that the pastor didn't come over and hug you? Sister pastor didn't even look this way. She knows you're going through a hard time. <laughs> Maybe not this church. I guess, I guess not this church. Maybe you guys are all okay. Can I, be, can, I, can I just be transparent with you? I've sat there on the front row sometimes waiting to be announced as the guest speaker and heard him talking to me. <gasps> Pastor Greg said you're the man of the hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and the enemy talks to me too. But I'm the king of my castle. I am a ninja warrior for Christ. Because I'm Asian and I know martial arts. <laughs> I'm afraid to even ask how many of you are armed right now. But I know... Don't, do not wave it up in the air, Grandma. I don't, do not need to see the pistol. But you, you're, you're certified to be armed physically and you've taken classes, but spiritually. I like, I like doing, um, I like doing illustrated sermons. And I was down in Texas to a church that I had been to a couple times, and we had done, this church let me do all kinds of things. They were like, I was like, can I have a car in the sanctuary? They are like, absolutely, what model? And we had a car in the sanctuary. And uh, it was a uh, muscle car because I wanted to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. So we started that sucker up in the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. They did not forget that the power that they felt in their chest was the power of the Holy Ghost. So, I mean, I, I've done stuff before, like, in, in, and I've done illustrated sermons. I actually came out of their ceiling at one point and, and repelled down. It was awesome. Um, but uh, I asked them, I said, uh, I want to do this s sermon, and I'd like some people to, to run in and kidnap me at the beginning of my sermon, like throw a hood over my head and like drag me out. And they're like, no, 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 no. And they've never told me no before. So I was like, okay. I was like being submissive. And I'm like, that's okay, pastor. Uh, but like, I was just wondering why. Like too many people love you here. <laughs> and there are too many armed people. 
that would stand up and protect you and you're going to get all my usher shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, you cannot do that. So amen <laughs> that we are so protected. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Merka. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that we'll take classes to, uh, to get armed physically, but we won't come to spiritual training classes with pastor to get armed spiritually. I swear to you, he's already taken up the offering and he didn't ask me to say these things. But is this not true? There's unity in your marriage. There's unity in your relationship with each other. But I'm not married. Calm down. It's okay. You'll get there. You're 12. Calm down. <laughs> I'm 32. Shut up. Like, you calm down too. You'll be okay. But you find other brothers and sisters, and then you become unified there. And then you get to have the hero shot when the enemy walks in the room. Come on. Somebody comes down for, for prayer, and pastor says, we need some prayer warriors. It should be 360 hero shot in here. <laughs> Come on, right? It should be 360 hero shot. Why? Because we got warriors in here. We got kings and queens in here. Wakanda got nothing on us. That's a superhero movie that just came out a little while ago, right? Okay. You're the king of your castle. Your family is unified. Now, let me tell you this. He also said, I want the best of your children. I think that's awesome. Why? Because the enemy knows that your kids are his future enemy. See, if he can get you right now, your kids will be lost. If this generation of adults stop coming to the church, the next generation of young people will have no expectation. Do not look at these young people in this building right now. And go, they're not doing anything. They're, they're supposed to be the leaders. If they don't have good people to follow. Amen. Well, I just don't get this worship. You don't have to get this worship. But if you don't like worship, heaven's going to be a horrible place for you. I don't know any of these songs. It doesn't matter. Do you, do you not have a relationship with the Holy Ghost enough that you can just stand here and enjoy him? I have been to Portugal where they speak Portuguese. I have been to Africa where they speak French. In this one place that I went to, they speak French. And, and they sing songs in French and Afrikaans. I didn't know the songs. Did that keep me from worshiping? No, I had the most amazing time. And then I embarrassed myself. Can I tell you this story really quick? They wanted me to sing praise and worship. We're going to get back to the programming in just a second. Commercial break. They asked me to sing a song. And I, and I like to, when I go to a place and do missionary work, I like to sing. I like to learn a song in the language. I learn a couple songs in the language as, as a sign of respect, right? So the, it, which was funny because I took two years of French in high school. I should have taken Spanish because I would have known my abuelitas would have 
I would have been better for my grandmas in the Spanish community because they would have thought that I was more Spanish. And, um, but I took two years of French because there was cuter girls in there. So I, I um, <laughs> took two years of French. And I'm like, what in the world am I doing uh, uh, with French, my knowledge of French? And then I was like, they invited me to go to Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, which is the Ivory Coast of Africa where they speak French. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I got off the, uh, I got off the plane and they're like, bonjour, monsieur. I say, bonjour, comment ça va, ça va bien. I was like, yeah, this is just a great time, right? And so um, they were like, what kind, what kind of songs do you want to sing? And I was like, um, I don't know. They kind of caught me off guard at this one point, and They just wanted me to run up there and sing a song. And I was like, uh, uh, what song do you guys know, like in French and in, in English? What song would be good? And the song that was on my heart was um, uh, the one that just... <laughs> That's awesome. Like it's never happened to you before. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. Thank you. Prophetic voice from the back. <laughs> so I said, do you, have you, do you know, like an idiot, I said, do you know Waymaker? And they're like, oh, yes, that was ours first. Excuse me? Yes, that's an African proverb that was translated into English and sung by your people, but it's been here for a long time. And I was like, let's sing that one. <laughs> Language doesn't matter. What I thought I was bringing to the table is new. They already had. <laughs> I started singing in, in English. They started singing in French, and we all had a great time. Why? Because it's not about language. It's not about what you like. It's not about... And if that's the way you react, don't expect these young people in this room to act any less. For the longest time, I I mean, I grew up denominationally. For the longest time, we would hit the back door of the church and split up for two hours. Kids would go this way. The youth would go that way. The adults would go this way. We'd have Sunday school in different parts of the building. We would preach in different parts of the building. We'd come back and get in the car and we'd go to Mexican. And there really wasn't a unity in what we do. So thank God the young people are in the service today. Because they need to see mom and dad cry. And they need to see grandma and grandpa pray. And somebody needs to grab their hand and force them to come down. It's okay. They're going to act too cool for school, but they're going to like it. Because these are the future enemies of the enemy. But they need good teachers. And if he can take this generation out, church is no more. How old are you guys? 15, 16, 15-ish, 15, awesome. So if we don't take care of them and teach them, and we quit, and then they quit, in about 15 more years, there's no more church. Because the percentage of young people that go to college and stay in church is in the single digits. That's not my message. That's only part. My iPad keeps going off. And my fingers are sweaty, so it's not working. Okay, okay, here we go. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 4. The king of Israel answered, just as you say, my lord the king, and... 
I and all I have are yours. The messengers came again and said, this is what Ben-Hadad says. I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children, but about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace and the house of your officials, and they will seize everything you value and carry away. Now, watch something that just happened here. The king of Israel answered the demands. The answered demands, your silver and your gold are mine, all the best of your wives and children, right? He answered and said, just as you say, my lord, the king, I and all I have is yours. Why? Why? Why in the world? The enemy wants an inch, but he's going to take a mile. All he has to do is plan a thought. He has no power over you. He has no power over you. He has no power over you. But he can plant thoughts. And if he plants one thought, it's going to procreate and make another one and make another one and make another one and make another one until you start believing lies. Come on, somebody. We celebrate Robert Downey Jr. for having the best comeback in movie history. Right? A younger actor, really good went off the deep end with drugs and alcohol, came back, was Iron Man for a whole generation, and we're like, yay! Somebody in the church falls, and we're like, they're, that's, they're no good anymore. They're no good. They're no, I wish they'd go to another church. <laughs> Sorry. The king of Israel said, just as you say, the Lord king, I and all I have is yours. And the messengers came back again and said, not only am I going to take all the stuff that I asked for, but my, my, my princes are going to come and take everything else too. Since you agreed to that, they're going to take everything else too. The enemy always asks for an inch, but takes a mile. The enemy always asks for an inch, but takes a mile. First Kings chapter 20 verse 13 says, meanwhile, I'm almost done. What does it mean when the pastor says he's almost done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We lie to you every Sunday. (laughs) Meanwhile, a prophet came to Ahab, the king of Israel, and announced, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? I will give it to your hand today, and you will know that I am the Lord. One amen on that. The prophet came to Ahab, the king of Israel, and said this. After he's promised his whole kingdom away, the word of the Lord came and says, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? I will give it into your hand today, and you will know that I am the Lord. Number three, write this down. Before God takes care of the enemy, he will also have to deal with the enemy in me. Before he takes care of the enemy, he will take care of the enemy in me. Watch what he says next. First Kings chapter 20, verse 14. Ahab says, but who will do this? No, you missed it. The prophet said that God said, I will take it all. I will take care of it all. Ahab comes back with, who's going to do it though? No, 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 no. God is going to take it all. He's going to take care of everything. But, but with who? No, 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 no. God is going to do it. But how? No, shh. (laughs) Shh. My grandpa had this uh, ability, and I don't know if it's in the Hispanic community too. Let me, let me know if it is. But my, my grandfather had this ability to make the sound with his uh, mouth, and it would, it would, through a crowd of people, only I would turn around. And it went something like this. 
You have to do like this with your lips. You have to point with your lips. Did you have grandpas and grandmas that used to do that point with your lips? What do you need? Give me, give me one of those. Which one? That one. <laughs> My grandpa would go, and I would just stop what I'm doing and I'm turning around. That's all. He, if he had to do it twice, the chunk would come off. Uh, flip flop for you white people. <laughs> the flip flop would come off. And that sucker was like attached to his hand, but he'd go. <laughs> I swear, that's how my childhood was. <laughs> okay, okay. But he'd make that noise. And everybody would. Every, me? I think sometimes God is simply going. Oh my gosh, the enemy. What do I do? Now, the lighter skinned people in this room, let me, let me relate that to you. Have you ever had to held your kid while they were not speaking any English because they were hurt and they were heaving and you had to tell them, shh, shh, breathe. It's okay. Breathe. I don't even understand you right now. I've got this. I don't, I don't even know what you're saying. But I'm the dad and I've got this. I'm the mom. Shh. Right? Listen to me. God is telling you, some of you, shh. I've got this. But how? I don't even know. How are you going to shh? Have you ever cried like that? <laughs> Shh. You're getting all worked up for no reason. Amen, parents? Have you ever told your kid that? Chupacabra is not real. Go to bed. <laughs> but I heard him growling. That's your dad snoring. Stop. Just go to bed. It's okay. Let me, go, let me go in there. See? Nothing, 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 nothing. I'm here. I'm here. Listen to me. I'm not talking about the kid in the bedroom. You know that, right? I'm here, God says. I'm here. But I, I feel so far away from you. I'm here. I'm here. This doesn't, this doesn't bother me. I'll come right to you. I'm here. But I don't feel you. You don't have to feel me. I'm here. Just know. I haven't heard your voice in such a long time. Parents, can I ask you another question? Have you had this conversation with your kid? Have you ever said this? I'm not talking to you right now until you do what I asked you to do last. But I was wondering if that maybe, I, listen, if you haven't done what I told you to do last, we're not talking right now. Go do what I told you to do last. If it works in the physical, it also works in the spiritual. Maybe you haven't heard God lately because you haven't done what he told you. Doesn't mean he's not here. Doesn't mean he's not right here with you. Stop getting freaked out about me stepping on the chairs. They're just chairs. 
But do you understand that God is not confined by rows and aisles? God, God, is, God is right there with you. It doesn't matter if you feel him. It doesn't matter if you don't feel him. He is right there with you. It, he can walk through walls. He can walk on water. He can do all of that just to get to you. Just to get to you. Yeah, but that lady over there really needs him. He's big enough. He's big enough. Stop, stop diminishing your needs. That's a prophetic word to somebody. Stop diminishing your needs. Stop saying there's somebody else that needs him more than me. I'm not going to go and ask for any help. Stop saying that. You are his kid also. If there was a kid in the lobby right now screaming, only one mother would get up. 50 moms would not get up going, oh my gosh, whose baby is that? No, one mom would know, that's mine. Oh my gosh, that's mine. Because you know your child's voice. How much more does God know your voice? Okay, I'm almost done. Oh my gosh, I'm late. Okay, okay. Listen, we're not going to make it to the restaurant before the Baptists. So I'm going to go ahead and keep you afterwards, and we'll just hit the rush when they leave, okay? So I'm doing you a favor. (laughs) I'm doing you a favor. (laughs) Before God takes care of the enemy, he's going to deal with the enemy in me. Before God takes care of the enemy, he's always going to deal with the enemy in me. He's always going to take care of the enemy in me first because he's coming back for a bride. So he want, his eye is on you. His heart is for you. His mind is on you. But it seems like a flood. He doesn't care about no flood. He was the first surfer ever in history. I wish you would read your Bible. Do you think he, it took him a night to walk halfway across the lake? Do you think that was just because he was fast? No, he was God. He was like, waves. Help a brother out. Come on. He, he's for you. Sometimes I get confused on why we do church and ease stuff. You, church and ease. We say, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. That's church and ease. Amen. Not that you're not, but I'm just saying that's just the, the default, Right? Sometimes I wonder why we come and say, God, I just wish I could feel you again. Did he leave? Did he get caught in the bathroom? I don't understand. And there's, no, there's not a distance from you and him. No matter how far you think you've run, there is not a distance. Because that would mean that God is not as big as he says he is. It doesn't matter what you've done and how far away you think you've run. There's not a distance that you can immediately get back into his presence. King Ahab says, who will do this? The prophet said this, and I really am almost done. The prophet said this, this is what the Lord says. The junior officers under the provincial commanders will do it. The king says, And who will start the battle? The prophet said, you will. Uh, Understand this. Hold on. Hold on. 
the junior officers, the, the word junior is na'ar, N-A, apostrophe A-R. It means the youth, the lad, the boys. The boys under the commanders, the young people under the commanders will fight this battle. Okay, so who's going to start it? You. 15 years old. Who's going to start it? You. The title of my message, I know I should have given it at the front, but the title of my message today is You Will. You Will. Who's going to start this next revival? You will. Who's going to pray for them? You will. Who's going to serve? You will. Who's going to have to make the sacrifice? You will. Who's going to go first, though? You will. Who's God's going to bless? You will. He's going to bless you. You get this yet? So it's, it's times of manifestation, right? Okay. Watch. Luke, tech, Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Last scripture. When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, they were ecstatic with joy, telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple. Until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Oh my gosh. Let me rewind that. You, you need to know what Jesus said. These 70, 70 missionaries returned to Jesus. They were ecstatic with joy telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted you with all of my authority to trample over his kingdom. Now you understand. Now. Now today you understand. If you heard the word, you are now responsible for the word. Now you understand that you have been imparted. You have been imparted with that anointing to see the kingdoms of the enemy fall at the very mention of the name of Jesus. Not the name of Kentucky. Not just because we sang a song from passion. Not just because Carrie Job wrote it. My drummer friend, who where is, is he? Is he here today? Is he still here? My drummer friend, Jesus. Hey, <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about uh, worship this morning, and he goes, "You know what? I'll go back and listen to." It. And I said, "Don't do that. I don't want to sound like the album. This is Lake Church version. What we did this morning that was Lake Church version." Why? Because we're anointed right now. Right now, you're anointed to do what God called you to do right now. We don't, we don't need the help of the, of the album. We don't need the help of, of other preachers. You don't, need, you don't need me. 
You didn't need me to come. I'm grateful to your pastors for having me. You do not, you did not need me to come. I sat in the pastor's office. We were talking before service and I said, I love hearing this. (laughs) And he said, huh? And I said, you don't know how many times I've been to the other churches where the lobby is just quiet. And people are just coming in. They're like, hey, how you doing? And they go and find their seat. Everything's hushed and everything's reverent. You guys come into church like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) I love the life that I felt in this place before the service even started. Because I was listening to anointed people talk to anointed people. I was listening to people that had been imparted with the Holy Ghost talk to other people that were imparted with the Holy Ghost. And there was an excitement. And there was an anticipation. We we didn't even have, we didn't have to do it. We just came out here and everything was buzzing. I love that. As the guy up there, I love that. Because this is what I know. I really didn't have to do anything. I just started the music and then you could have done it all yourself. Why? Because there's always already an anticipation there. Because there, God has imparted in you, has planted in you. We, we want impartation without any manifestation. Give me, just give me that. I just want to be a millionaire. Just give me the money. God says, I will give you the money. You have to work hard for it all your life. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> God, bring my children back into your house. I will, but you have to apologize first. No, no, no. I don't want to have to apologize. Just bring them in supernaturally so they just fall on their face and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and then we'll be fine again. No, you have to apologize for everything that you did and the things that you didn't do. But they're the ones that left. You're the one that led them. (laughs) If you want something significant, you have to be willing for it to be planted in you, which takes digging up and clearing out. Then waiting for that seed to grow, which takes a process of watering and weeding and fertilizing. Then sprouting, which takes protecting the young leaves from harm. Then growing enough to produce fruit, which takes more process in order for there to be any progress. I'm turning off my iPad. What does that mean? Nothing. (laughs) I have the rest of it memorized. You want times of manifestation? Receive the impartation. Because how are you going to manifest something that hasn't been planted in you first? How are you going to ever walk up to an apple tree if there's not an apple tree? Amen? I used to live in Southern California, and along the freeway in Southern California, there was, there was huge just lands of orange orchards next to the freeway. And in the summertime, we would roll down the windows because the sea breeze would come and blow that fragrant oranges into the car. And it was amazing, that ride down the uh, San Diego freeway. Not one time did I say, I wish I could have an apple. <laughs> if I just had an apple. Because what was being imparted into me was oranges. Come on, somebody. Do you want something to be imparted in you today? 
four people. Do you want something to be imparted into you today? Good, stand. Put all your stuff away. You don't need your Bibles or anything like that for this part. Okay. With no heads bowed and no eyes closed. With no special music, don't dim the lights, don't turn the fog machine on. (laughs) Sometimes I believe really spiritual things don't have to be super spiritual. Okay? Put your hands out. Some of you went like this. That's okay. Just change that position to receive. Put your hands like this in front of you. Those of you that are raising your hand. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I love this, but this is where we're at today. In order for you to have a time of manifestation, you have to first experience a time of impartation. See, manifestation is the end product. And manifestation is, is how we're going to change our community. Manifestation is how the Holy Spirit is going to just wreck people without an altar call being called. Manifestation is when you walk outside and people screech into the parking lot and say, I don't know why I'm here, but please pray for me because God sucked me off of the highway. That's manifestation. But you're not going to know what to do and you're not going to be imparted with the anointing to do that until you receive an impartation. Amen? Take a deep breath. God, I empty out everything that doesn't need to be inside of me right now. I quiet my mind and my spirit because all I want to do is listen to you for the next couple of moments, God. This is me and you today. Father God, I'm sorry for the hindrance that I've been to myself in your presence, but right now, As I receive your forgiveness, I'm also asking to receive an impartation. I have my hands out in expectation of an impartation. I am ready to receive.
as we have our heads bowed and our eyes closed at this point, I just, I do not want to assume anything about anybody. So I want to offer this as we're in this amazing presence of God. You're here this morning and you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you used to and you've tried to run or maybe you haven't at all and you're just you're a guest of somebody or you, you came here because you don't want to be home and you just wanted to be a part of something. That's okay, but you're sitting here and you do not have, you know you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ like you should. This is your moment. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand. I, it's not for me. It's This is between you and him. But what we are going to do as a family is that we're going to pray with you. And I'm just going to ask you to be brave for 30 seconds and say these words with me and believe them with your heart because your life is about to change. So everybody say this, Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and there's nothing that I can do about it. But I also know that Jesus Christ died on a cross and resurrected just for me. So I accept him as my Lord and Savior today and promise to do my best to live for him from this day forward. In your name, amen. Can we celebrate those people in this place? This is what I'm going to ask you to do before I hand this microphone over. Uh, I'm going to ask that if that was you and you prayed, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you to show yourself at this point. I don't want to embarrass you, but that, because that was between you and God. And, and, but here's what I want to say. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for being strong for 30 seconds and, and making that choice. But don't leave here without getting with one of the leadership and saying, that was me. I prayed that prayer. Now what's next? Help me get into a group. Help me to get with people like me. Uh, I I need to know what's next. Please. I mean, we've got staff here that will help you with that. Amen. Blessings on you guys. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Just for a moment, be seated. Uh, We will have the uh, ministers up here. In fact, I'm going to have them come on up here. If you made a decision for Jesus, I want you to come up here and let them know. If you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praise God. That's God's gift to every believer. And uh, if you desire that, if you need healing and restoration in your body, uh, praise the Lord, they'll be up here to pray with you. Amen. We want to give you an opportunity to sow into this uh, man's ministry that has uh, blessed and blessed us today. And uh, we want to uh, express our appreciation. Amen. So you can uh, give the many different ways that you give. You've been schooled on them, and we just want to give you an opportunity. Now, I want to encourage you to come tonight, 6 o'clock p.m. Six, everybody say 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. And uh, we're just excited and in anticipation of more spiritual impartation into our lives. <clears throat> we believe we've set this time apart so that we can begin to see greater things happen 
in our lives expand our spiritual capacity to be filled more with God and to yield more fully to Him. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. I'm going to pray over this offering, and you give as you are led. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you for this word. We thank you for the impartation of the Spirit, the spiritual gift that has been given to us, Father God. We receive it. We take it to ourselves and make it ours right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that we look forward to great times of great manifestation of your power and presence tonight as we come together in anticipation and in expectation of what you're going to do in our lives in Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, say amen. 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 They're going to start taking it up there, and as they do it, I'll sing a little song. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I won't sing. I I won't quench the spirit. Amen. So I, I wouldn't just quench the spirit. I would offend the spirit. He'd probably leave. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm blessed. Amen. How about you? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we were at men's breakfast, and the Lord just uh, moved on me to testify about some things that I was going through. Praise God. Testimony just broke out among the men, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that have received healing and and manifested healing in their lives. It was amazing to hear these stories, and uh, from people that you wouldn't normally uh, wouldn't normally vocalize these things in public, and they were telling about tremendous things that the Lord is doing, so I know that He's doing things in this place, and He's empowering you to do the works of Jesus outside this place. Amen? Because if we, don't, if we just take it in and we don't give it out, that's not what Jesus intended. Amen? Hallelujah. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. We'll see you tonight.